yet to be completed. There are two main reasons for this delay. The first is that the Greek government has dragged its feet. It has prioritized counterproductive fiscal measures that have produced lower revenues than anticipated and has been very slow to implement key measures, such as public administration reform and privatizations. No action has been taken on very sensitive items such as pension reform and non-performing loans. What is more, Tsipras has gone on record saying that he does not believe in the policies that he agreed to implement. His popularity, though, is rapidly dwindling, as he has failed to live up to his promises to improve the economy. Quite the contrary. Under his watch, the country went back into recession. No growth is forecast for this year either. It didn't have to be this way. Back in 2014, Greece had managed to achieve a modest economic recovery. It had recapitalized its fledgling banking sector, attracting several foreign investors, returned to growth after years of recession, and had successfully tapped financial markets. The economy was projected to grow by 3% in 2015. But Greece's botched negotiation in the summer of 2015 brought back the Grexit specter, causing a deposit flight in excess of more than 36 billion euros that gutted the banks and pushed the country back into recession, albeit a less severe one than originally feared, a mere 0.3% compared to projections of 2.7%. Yet the damage was much deeper than this number suggests. The introduction of capital controls led to the flight of thousands of Greek businesses abroad, pushed Greece out of international financial markets, and kept it out of the European Central Bank's quantitative easing program, the only Eurozone member left out. The opposition New Democracy Party has blamed this new round of austerity on Tsipras' botched negotiations with Greece's creditors. It is growing stronger under a new leader, Kyriakos Mitsotakis. In an effort to recapture the lost ground, Tsipras has been forced to escalate his rhetoric, especially against the IMF. However, he is fast running out of ammunition. The second reason for the delay is related to internal disagreements within the creditor camp, the IMF on one side and the Europeans on the other. The IMF considers Greek debt to be unsustainable and has called for generous debt relief. It has also made the case for less punishing and more realistic fiscal targets. Under the terms of the bailout, Greece is supposed to pass measures to create a primary budget surplus of 3.5% of economic output by 2018, which the IMF does not consider realistic. Yet any discussion of debt relief is a lightning rod for Germany and most Eurozone states. Greece's European creditors could opt to go it alone without the IMF. However, they have insisted on keeping the IMF in the process as a credible bad cop for Greece's reluctant government. Indeed, the IMF is seen as less amenable to the kind of lenient implementation that often characterizes EU policymaking. It is common knowledge, for instance, that the German Bundestag would refuse to release any further financial assistance to Greece if the IMF is not included in the program.
To make things even more complicated? Or absurd? The Greek government has lashed out against the IMF, despite the IMF's more generous policy positions. Simply put, Athens prefers the potentially lax enforcement of stringent European austerity targets over the strict enforcement of more lenient IMF targets. Indeed, Athens tried to take advantage of a leaked phone conversation between two top IMF officials, in which they discussed how to get German Chancellor Angela Merkel to either ease Greece's debt burden or lose the IMF's participation in its bailout. However, if the plan was to divide and conquer Greece's creditors, it quickly proved to be yet another miscalculation on the part of the Tsipras government. The leaked call ended up bringing the creditors' positions closer together.